0: probably one of the most important things I've learned is that the parents can really make or break their kid's career in yes. wrestling um, because they have the ability to really lift up and support their kids in this sport and just really set them up for the next level. Right. Um, but they also have the ability to really uh, put a lot of pressure on the kids mm-hmm. and not set them up yes. for success at the next level.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Russell Her podcast. I am your host, Jessica Brenton, and today I am joined by special guest, Daisy Santos from Florida. How are you doing today, Daisy?
0: Hi, thank you for having me. i um, doing great. How about you? I'm
1: doing well. Glad to have you on all the way from Florida. Um, it's a little early here. It's a little later there, so I'm glad we were able to uh, connect this way. Um, so why don't you go ahead and tell the listeners a little bit about yourself?
0: Okay, sure. Um, so I'm born and raised here in Tampa, Florida. Um I wrestled probably since I was maybe like twelve. Um, my dad was my coach. So um I got kind of he kind of forced me a little bit. Um, but I fell in love with the sport right away. So um, I stuck with it. Um I wrestled in college as well and um, now I'm a coach and uh really lucky to be able to give back to all the girls and the young wrestlers that um you know need the guidance
1: yeah awesome um how old were you when you started you said 12
0: yeah i think i was like 12 13 middle school what made you want to
1: start wrestling
0: um if i'm being honest my dad uh, he, he he comes from a long line of like you know fighters my grandfather was on the national team for uh for cuba for judo um and then my dad was also on the judo national team for cuba as well he's won lots of um like national tournaments international tournaments in judo um and then when he uh, when they came from cuba to the us um he started wrestling he uh, kind of fell in love with it and he wrestled in the w for 12 years wrestled in many olympic trials um he, he traveled he's won every tournament that i ever went to in college so um awesome that's he, cool he, yeah so it was kind of cool to see i i he would you know send pictures or he would come home and have like like things for like i have a blanket from like russia um that he competed out there and he got me like a blanket from out there like he's like, I have my grandma has like a whole like cabinet of little bells from every country or city that he's ever visited. So, like, it's, it was just really cool that wrestling was able to do that for him because I mean, they come from Cuba and it was, you know, really difficult time back then. Right. Um, so, I think that was something that really, um, it really spoke to me kind of because I, my mom was very sheltered. She was very scared to like send us out in the world. And my dad was just out there kind of living the life i mean obviously he was in the military so it's a little different but um i don't know it was just really cool to see um all the places that he could go to and and he seemed like he was having fun doing it and um yeah so that's kind of what brought me to it Um, my stepmom actually wrestled at the olympics um in beijing and he coached her um so she was kind of like the first um i guess the first female wrestler that i kind of met and it kind of inspired me even more um just being able to see another female doing something that I had only really seen males
1: do right that's awesome that's cool that you had that background growing up and you know those people to look up to um where was it sanctioned when you started wrestling or did you wrestle with boys
0: I wrestled with boys um my dad coached me when I was in high school and I was one of like two sometimes three girls that wrestled I mean they'd always kind of start and and quit. And it actually wasn't sanctioned until the 21, 22 season. So last year or two or 23, 21, 22. So last year, yeah, last season was the first year that it was sanctioned here. Um, There was like an unofficial state tournament that everyone attended that the girls um, have here in Florida, but sanctioned, sanctioned last year was the first one.
1: Awesome. So uh, how many
0: girls did you guys have for your state tournament? Um, it was quite a bit. Um, I remember in my bracket alone, there was probably maybe like 40, 50 girls. And then um, total, it probably like six, 700. I mean, it, it was an invitational. So everyone could attend.
1: Nice. Yeah. So you had people outside of the state coming to your state tournament also?
0: Actually, no, it was just for Florida. So it was just the oh, okay. Florida state girls state tournament, but it was technically invitational. Um, it was still part of the season, just not the official sanctioned state tournament. State tournament.
1: Okay, I gotcha. Um, so, where did you end up going to college to wrestle?
0: I actually wrestled at King, King College um, for four years. <laughs> um, okay. So, yeah, I was able to uh, compete there for four years. We uh, uh, we had a very huge like team that it was crazy. I mean, every practice was super hard um but the first tournament ever i mean you could just tell how good the room was because you'd go out there and it's 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 like the the practice prepped you for the tournament above and beyond so um we i all american three times and we won nationals four times in a row um it was it was a pretty tough room yeah
1: (laughs) yeah that's a good fun team to be on it sounds like yeah definitely (laughs) learned a lot i'm sure while you were there was that your first girls team
0: yeah, it was. So all through high school, um, It was, you know, I was typically the only girl that stuck through. Um, I mean, I was really lucky because I had my dad to kind of, you know, I didn't really experience a lot of the, I know, you know, I say this obviously, like, as it's a blessing because I didn't experience as much adversity as some girls at Russell mm-hmm. um, for the first time. I had my dad really there to kind of protect me. And the guys kind of on the team, they all treated us like family too. So that's kind always had you know, I, I guess I was really, I was in a good spot. I was really blessed. So right. um, but yeah, but I was the only girl. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't always easy, but I definitely was in a good spot.
1: Well, good. I'm glad to hear that. Um, so now you're in Florida. Are you, you're the Florida girls director, correct?
0: Yes. So the woman's director from Florida. Yep, Florida.
1: Okay. And how long have you been in that position?
0: So this is actually my second year um, doing it. Um, I was always like one of the, like the volunteers or the assistants um, since probably 2016. Um, so this is last year was the first year. Um, and this year was my second. Um, it's definitely a learning curve, uh, learning about how to interact mostly with the parents, um, because the yes. wrestlers are great. Um, but it's mostly with the parents that I'm kind of learning that, like, how to like, talk to them and communicate a little bit more with them. I don't, you know, most of them haven't wrestled before. So right kind of explaining things to them that they don't understand yet. Um, that's a bit of the hardest part for sure.
1: <laughs> yes, I would 100% agree with that. I've been in this position for the past, I'm um, coming on eight years uh, in my position. And honestly, the parents are the hardest to work with and the hardest to deal with. I can deal with the wrestlers and the athletes all day. But yeah, the parents, yeah, they don't really know sometimes what's going on or, you know, even how to wrestle or, you know, the background of wrestling, so trying to explain some things to them is a little little bit more challenging than it is for the athletes, so I'm glad that you brought that point up because that's definitely a challenge in this position. As a coach in general, um, working with parents is a little bit more difficult than working with the athletes themselves because, yeah, they do definitely bring a different aspect to it, so um, I love that you brought that up. Um, What are some things that you have learned being in the director position about either your state or the sport or parents or whatever the case may be? Um,
0: probably one of the most important things I've learned is that the parents can really make or break their kid's career in yes. wrestling um, because they have the ability to really lift up and support their kids in this sport and just really set them up for the next level. Right. Um, but they also have the ability to really uh, put a lot of pressure on the kids mm-hmm. and not set them up yes. for success at the next level. Um I know sometimes even I've found that the parents wanted more than the kids, and that puts a huge strain on the kids. And obviously, I have a ten month old son, so I'm not in the game yet. I'm not a parent of a wrestler yet. Right. Um, but I had a dad that was amazing. I have zero memories of him ever making me feel bad for losing a match um, and never made me feel bad for not winning a tournament, um, so I have a really hard time understanding when parents do that, yeah. um, so that's, like, the biggest thing that I've, that I've had to really kind of learn how to navigate, um, is communicating with the parents and kind of trying to be gentle with them and explaining to them, you know, hey, you, you have the ability to make or break your, your child's, like, love for the sport, um, so, yeah, that's probably the biggest thing that, that I've taken away from being the women's director.
1: Yeah. And you know, you that's actually have... my dad back there.
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> hey, how you doing? Doing <laughs> good. Talking to parents and trying to, you know, resolve conflict that they might have or, you know, speaking to them in a more gentle way than you probably want to. Um, what are some things that have happened with some of the parents that you've had to deal with?
0: um well it's just really they put a lot of pressure like on the kids like you know I've had examples where you know a kid maybe doesn't you know win a match that they probably should have won yeah um, and we all know wrestling is you know 90 mental yeah um, but sometimes we're in the match and it's it, it just doesn't come out how we envisioned it and right um I've had instances where parents you know call their kids from you know in other states and just call them and I'm mad at them and then I have a crying kid on the side of the mat and I'm like I know you tried really hard so it's kind of like navigating those instances when the kid is like oh, my parents said this this and that and I'm like hey that doesn't make you any less so you know of like a person you still tried really hard right you gotta shake it off and move on to the next thing because you're gonna get that match again you know hopefully you're gonna get to wrestle that person again or you're gonna wrestle hundreds of other matches they're not going to be as important as this one. So it's okay to move on and you kind of got to learn from it. what you get from that match? So that's probably the, like one of the hardest instances that I've had to deal with like parents because I, I'm still young. So I'm only 28 and I know that for parents. I mean, a lot of them are a lot older. So they, I don't think it's like a a lack of respect. I just think it's a lack of understanding Mm -hmm. that even though I'm young, I've been in the sport for a really long time, like 16, 17 years. Mm -hmm. And for them to kind of not understand what I'm saying to them sometimes because a parent is always going to want what's best for their kids. So they're right. going to always do that instead of what someone else is saying. Um, so that that's the hardest. That situation was really, really rough for me to yeah
1: to that. Yeah, it sounds like it. Do you um, have a, some, any type of contracts that you have your kids sign once they join your team or anything like that for the parents to – Go through. Um, so I know that there's a couple clubs and a couple schools that have like a parent contract of how to act in certain situations or you know how they should be acting in tournaments and talking and obviously there's safe sports so you have to report if you know they're yelling you know and hitting their kids on the sidelines but um I think having those contracts set in place for the parents not only for the athletes but the parents I think is sometimes helpful from what I've noticed um, with my teams is you know you give those parents expectations and you give those parents, you know, how they should act and how they should be treating their athletes at a wrestling tournament. And I think that kind of helps them understand a little bit more. Um, so that's something that we do and something that I've seen that um, has helped a bit because yeah, parents are a tad aggressive sometimes and, they don't understand, especially if they've never wrestled before. It's it's very emotional, and you got to learn how to control your emotions as a parent as well as an athlete. So I think that that's something that maybe it's maybe...
0: actually a really good idea. Yeah,
1: um, <laughs> I'll
0: have to text you about that later. Yeah,
1: right. Um, but I think that's a good good way to do things. Um, you go to um, a bunch of national
0: tournaments, then correct with your teams. Which yeah. which ones do you go to? So I just came back from Super 32. I don't know if Wyoming participates in that, um, but I just came back from Super 32. That was in North Carolina just last weekend. Um, so I take the club girls there. We do have lots of Florida girls that attend, um, but in that capacity, I attend as club coach. Um, and then I go to Fargo and National Duels as uh, Team Florida. Um, okay. So those are the three like big ones that I attend um, th- throughout the season. Also, I've only been doing it for two years. So right. it's the- but um, I've gone to Fargo and Duels, I think seven times in total. Um, as okay. a coach, um, but just in the last two years, I've only gone as a director.
1: Um, so do you guys do any type of prep for those tournaments? Do you have camps or anything like that?
0: Yeah, so we do. Um, honestly, the biggest hurdle for 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 me the these past two years is that last year I was seven months pregnant and then Mm this this year i just had a baby um so we kind of did like two to three day camps instead of like usually what we have done in the past would do like three or four days um versus the two or three day ones because i feel like the, the longer ones are can be a little bit more effective especially in team bonding right um but the last two years we have while I've been the director, we did like a weekend camp, um, and that way uh, we can kind of get everyone together, the coaches together. Um, Florida is just so big that it's kind of hard to get everyone in the same room sometimes. So yeah. we did, like split, split a little bit because from one end to the other is like eight or nine hours, so it's not that easy to get. Right. Um, but yeah, so the past two years we've done a couple of different camps, and then this year we actually split it so that we had one in the south and then one kind of in the center um for the girls
1: how many girls usually attend those camps
0: i open it up for for anyone really at least that has to be in high school um just so that you know the skill level is trying at least we try to get the skill level level to be pretty high um because they have to train most of those girls are going to the national tournaments um but this year we did have 45 girls so most of them attended the camps we yeah. didn't really have too many that attended that weren't going.
1: Awesome. Um, so I love that you open it up to anybody that's not going as well, just so they can get that experience in that camp. Um, and then you mentioned some team bonding stuff. What kind of team bonding exercises do you guys do?
0: <laughs> well, I keep it really simple. Um, I play Mafia. It's like that card game that um, you have to like guess who's the Mafia and kind of like is like you kill people and you uh-huh. got that. It's like a deck of cards. So we play Mafia and we play buttball a lot not a lot but I like to introduce it um just to kind of loosen up the girls because a lot of them don't know each other so yeah. it kind of helps them kind of they get a little bit of a workout when we play butt ball and you know they get a little bit of the aggression out and then um they, they get to know each other so I, I do buttball um in mafia
1: what's what's butt ball
0: <laughs> oh god okay so <laughs> we have like this tape ball and basically you just it's like bat tape and athletic tape. It's just a mix of tape. Mm-hmm. And it's like a thick ball Um because it's like the best for, for throwing for this. And you play it on the mat. And basically, it's kind of like handball. Um, But it's okay. like the wrestling version of it. Okay. Like, obviously, like, no tackling from high, no punching, no kicking. But you can wrestle the ball out of someone's hands. Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> nice. So, yeah, that's a little – Yeah, it gets them a little bit more aggressive with each other and physical and a little – icebreaker for them so I love that that's a fun game um so you have um 45 to 50 girls going to your national tournaments um you've done well in the past uh what are some goals that you have for your teams coming up this coming season
0: my goal is to close the gap in um skill level across the state um I actually recently started putting together a Obviously volunteer committee um, and I have coaches from pretty much all over the state of Florida. And my goal with that is to, I don't want to say like come up with uh, like a, a rubric or anything, but basically come up with like really basic fundamentals that we need to really teach as we go on through these next few years of wrestling, um, because I want to close the skill, the, the gap at the skill level, because we have girls that have been wrestling maybe like one or two years that don't have um, enough fundamentals and then girls that have been wrestling a really long time and they have all those fundamentals. So my goal is really to close that gap um, and really just keep it simple, like setting up a double, doing half, power half. Um, sprawl go behind I know that's super simple but um, we're, we're 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 missing a lot of that so like my goal with yeah. that is to implement either monthly or quarterly team Florida camps and they're going to be hosted all over the state um, and we're going to keep you know fundamentals of wrestling and really um, just give out some knowledge that that I think a lot of the girls are missing so that's my goal. I love that um, so do you have coaches that just volunteer
1: to coach with you how how is your um, process of getting coaches around the state
0: so for team florida like for national duels and for fargo there is i'm i'm not the national team's director um, but we have one and he puts out an application and, and then i share it with as many people as i can like as soon as he sends me the link i'm just like posting it and i'm also like texting it to everyone that i think should apply um and then I sometimes uh, ask like hey I really want you know this coach to come come on board um, and then we try to make it happen sometimes it doesn't happen uh, but I mean there's a whole board that I have to uh, get stuff approved by but um, right. it's yeah it's it's just an application um, yeah
1: <laughs> so what kind of I just what kinda,
0: kind of I try to get from everywhere
1: okay so what kind of questions is on that application do you know
0: well, it's really like a um, like a resume, so okay. we kind of see like your you know the, the experience, coaching, um, where you're from, what area. So ideally, I try not to. Um, obviously, this is only my second year, but I try not to get everyone from the south or everyone from up north. Right. Then we have girls from all over, and then they're like, I don't know any coaches. um right. So I try to try to spread it out a little bit and make sure that they've at least coached freestyle. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, so you want those girls to feel comfortable with those coaches. So say you have a girl that comes and joins your team that hasn't been coached by any of those coaches. How do you make those athletes feel comfortable with your coaches? How, what kind of bonding things do you guys do with the coaches and athletes?
0: I try really, really hard to introduce myself before we even get out there, um, to the parents and the wrestler, um, just because I, I was in that spot. Uh, But the difference is that there was only nine of us or three Mm. of us when I went to Fargo. So, so I had more, um, I guess, ability to talk to the coaches Mm -hmm. um, and I knew a couple of them from maybe competing against, but um, you know, as, as a, as a staff, I I tried to, you know, let them know, Hey, like this person doesn't have a coach. Um, They're from this area. Is anyone familiar with their wrestling? So we'll have like a, this year we had like a team meeting before um, we went out to the tournaments and stuff. And, you know, we had coaches like, Hey, I've seen this girl wrestler. She's competed against my girls. You know, I'll coach her kind of thing like that so that they're familiar at least. But in that sense.
1: Yeah. That's a great idea and great way to, make those athletes feel comfortable because I think that's important as well to feel like you have enough support in your corner when you're wrestling. Obviously you're out there doing your thing by yourself, but to have a coach's support in the corner is huge for an athlete. So, um, I love that you guys do that and get them to feel comfortable with you in their corner. Um, so coaching probably has changed a little bit for you from having a baby. Um, what are some differences that you notice now having one?
0: um well my dad's a very hands-on coach so that's where I learned most of my coaching um skills from um so I'm a hands-on coach uh it's taken it's it's different um because I've had to have a lot of grace with my with myself um Mm -hmm. after having a baby because it's a whole another topic but um so I've had to like really like slow down not not get in there and try to wrestle everyone all at once kind of um so it's definitely a little bit different um now i have to get a sitter to do to run practice um or have to have you know either uh, uh, my boyfriend or you know my sister or someone um but i do have a lot of support so i'm really lucky in that sense um so it's it's a whole another ball game sometimes i bring him like i had to bring him to super 32 yeah um and my sister came with us so um yeah it's it's definitely different um a whole nother set of responsibilities to keep track of on top of coaching and my real job.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. Um, Has there been a lot of support with your athletes and coaches while having your baby Matt side or in the practice room?
0: Um, Yeah, everyone is so, so nice. And they, they're super friendly with him. And he's a really good baby because he loves everyone. Um, But I mean, I've I've had parents like, hey, I'll watch him for you so you can coach. Uh, I mean, I've had you know, I've maybe taken them up on that offer a few times um, for the camps too. Like, I bring them with me for the Florida camps, and they'll, you know, help me with him until my boyfriend can get off work come grab him. So, I mean, the, the support is not just from my family, from our team is amazing. So, I've been really lucky with that.
1: Awesome. That's great to hear. And um, I know there's been in the past some controversial things happening at Fargo with girls coaching with a baby strapped to them and they're not allowed to do that. But you know, if a man tried to do that, would it be equal, um, opportunities for them? So looking at that aspect, have you tried to coach with your baby strapped to you before?
0: Um, I actually had it on like in my arms when I was coaching a super 32 in a couple matches and no one said anything. Good. Um, so yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I always like really firmly believe too. like, if you just walk with a purpose like you know what you're doing, like you're yes. not gonna get stopped as much. So yes. I just walked right through. I was like wristband, and I walked right through with yep. my my arms, and no one said anything. So
1: well, good. I'm glad to hear that. Um, so you coach a bunch of national teams. Um, you're the women's director. What kind of advice would you give to girls that want to join a national team or come to a national camp?
0: Um, really, the biggest thing I would say is understand your your level, I guess. Um it's a, an expensive trip, yes. both of the trips, like the big national tournaments. And it's really heartbreaking when some of the girls, you know, get out there and they go oh and two. Um so really like speaking to your coaches and I don't want to say like be realistic because that's you should shoot for the stars and train. Like for like you want to be the, the the Olympic, you know? Yeah. Um but, but know your skill level a little bit so that you don't go out there and get heartbroken before you need to. Um, early heartbreak, I feel like is, is the biggest um, the, one of the biggest uh, factors in girls quitting wrestling sooner than, than they would have. Yes. Um, so really just kind of like knowing, know, knowing where where, where you're going to fall a little bit. Don't, don't be afraid to ask, Hey coach, do you really think I should, I should go to this big tournament or, or speak to a couple other wrestlers? Um, Cause it is heartbreaking. And on this side too. Like I hate it watching yeah, that happen. Same. <laughs> Girls, like, man, the tears. And and I'm not a hugger, but I'll hug you when you're crying yeah, because I <laughs> I feel so bad. Um. So like really just that. And and really train, train, train like you're you're gonna win the Olympics before getting out to these tournaments. Mm-hmm. Um. Because
1: it it makes a difference. <laughs> I agree. Training is huge, and you know going to those national tournaments after you've been sitting on your butt all summer and you practice for three days that's not gonna cut it. Uh, you will you will get your butt kicked out there. So, yeah, training is yeah. a great, great advice. Um, so I have a little quote um, for the coaches out there that I'd like to end us on. So it goes like this. A coach's job is to set the bar high, inspire their athletes to reach this bar, and encourage them, but most of all, guide them in the best possible manner and the most supportive environment. So I love that you had that advice because that – connects this quote perfectly. Um, and I think, you know, having a good coach that pushes you to those bars and lets you realize, you know, how far you can go in the sport is a great asset to have. Um, so I love that you said that. Is there anything else that you would like to add or say to the listeners out there today? Um,
0: go out there and have some fun. <laughs> yes.
1: Agree. I know wrestling have is fun. super
0: tough, but I, it's just so much fun. I, I mean, the passion that I have, obviously comes from you know my my family as well like my dad my grandpa but i loved it i loved every second of it so
1: well i Yes, have some fun. That's great advice. Um, Thank you so much for being here with me all the way from Florida. Um, and thank you guys so much for joining us today. And we will see you guys next time.
0: Bye. I can't accept a loss. I'm hard-headed. There's a little bit of madness to my method. Many falling off that fine line that I'm
1: treading. I risk anything to be great and I'm not letting nobody rob me of my victory. Number one, that's what I'm meant to be. When by any means, only thing that makes sense to Come me out. I can make nice or make history